welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is X-Men for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. X-Men for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive was developed by Western Technologies and published by Sega in March of 1993, possibly worldwide. Oh. I saw it have a release in Europe and North America at that time, but really did not find anything about a Japanese release date for it. Mm, okay. Uh, now, Western Technologies is best known for developing hardware All right. and development kits. Uh, early on, they developed the hardware for the Vectrex system. All right, all right. Which, hands down, is my favorite retro gaming system that I'll never own. <laughs> right. As a kid, I was always in awe of the early vector-based games. Yeah. Uh, especially like Star Wars in the arcade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought they were you know, light years ahead of other games in terms of graphics and movement. Yeah, it's crazy. It was like Tron. Yeah, it was just like the future to me. Uh, now, the Vectrex system was licensed by... And distributed by General Electric, and then uh, I think maybe Milton Bradley or someone else, so that's why we don't hear Uh the Western Technologies name a lot for it. Okay, okay. But they also had a a hand in developing the Mega Drive developer kit. All right. And as far as software goes, uh, they made the Video Motion game for NES, if you recall that thing. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) And on the Sega, the Art Alive series. Oh, okay. uh, Math Blaster. And possibly the, they in, developed the Miniser and the games for it. Oh, okay. Sega's the, gun. Yeah, yeah. For the 16-bit consoles. Gotcha. But uh, I think as this game shows, they were probably better off sticking with the hardware side of things. <laughs> Ugh, perhaps. Now, as far as the X-Men are concerned, we've talked about them a little bit in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were created by uh, Stan Lee. Sure, yeah, yeah. Way back in the 60s. Yeah, and I mean... I feel like uh, there's a certain age group where in the 80s, you know, X-Men were really big towards the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, thanks to you know John Byrne and Chris Claremont. And then so they were like some of the main superheroes for me, you know, being a you know middle schooler age, like there were tons of X-Men and I loved a bunch of them. So I was I was in it to win it. Right. Because this game does come hot off the heels of the Fox cartoon of X-Men. Okay, yeah, I meant to check to see the if, if the cartoon had been out by the time this one surfaced. Yeah, the cartoon had already come out, and also in 1991 was the third kind of rebirth of the X-Men when Jim Lee was drawing them, and right. we had the Gold and Blue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the team was split into two groups, and they even had two comic books. Uh, the relaunch had, I think, six covers? Oh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a huge event, one of the one of the biggest selling comic books of the, of all time. Right on, yeah. So this game was poised to take all of the kids' money out there. Yeah, it was the right place, right time. And then finally, this game did have a sequel. Uh, it was X-Men 2, The Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever played it, but... Neither have I, uh, and I'm even more surprised that George Lucas stole the <laughs> film name for his second prequel from this series. Wasn't there a mention of The Clone Wars in something before? I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I wonder which... Which truly came first, but hopefully this Clone Wars is better than uh, the film Clone Wars. I think we might find out someday in the future. 
Well, Nick, what kind of game is X-Men for the Genesis Mega Drive? This is a side-scrolling action platformer, pretty, pretty much. Pretty basic in all those respects. Yeah. There's nothing new added to that formula here. And in this game, you can jump. That's right, yeah. But what makes it, I guess, a little more unique than your standard platformer is that you have four different characters, and each of them have different movement and powers. Yep, yeah. So I think we should really just start talking about the characters first. Yeah, sounds good. And you have four X-Men to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty decent selection, I think. Uh, if you're only going to get four, these were some of the big names, at least in my book, you know. Yeah, especially at the time. Now, sadly, there are no playable female characters. But this game is also two-player, so each player can choose an X-Men to take on. Yeah, I had never... I didn't even remember it being two players. I I did. So I never played it as that in the past, or spoilers, but or this time. Now, the problem with two players is that you can hurt each other. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Uh, and then the other major problem is that when you would normally fall and then land on a platform out of sight, it is now a pit death in the right. two-player mode. Okay. Ugh. Well, not pit death, but it is a rescue, as we'll get into. Right, right. But it is awful, and you still lose health. Yep, yep. Way more often than you'd want to. But anyways, let's get into our first hero, and that would be Gambit. Yeah, Gambit, uh, you know, growing up and still one of my favorite mutants. Remy LeBeau. And he, this is our first time playing as him in a video game, I think. At uh, least yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And his uh, mutant power is that he can charge objects with kinetic energy. Yeah, and usually it's cards. It's kind of his thing. Yep. And, and it is here. So <laughs> He also uh, is often known to use a bow staff mm -hmm. and wear a cool 90s trench coat. Yep, yep. He's a styling fella. And uh, on a... Side note, he also has one of my favorite uh, X-Men costume choices, which is the head covering that covers, you know, most of your head, but not your face or your hair. Right, right. Well, Andy's got the cool gloves with the two middle fingers, yeah. you know, solid, and then the <laughs> so interest, lots of interesting uh, fashion choices there. And in this game, when you select a hero, it gives you like a little stat screen and a brief history of them. Yeah, yeah, you get some information. Much like the other one we played, and it's pretty good because the graphics in this game are, are I'm going to come out right away and say, really great. Yeah, yeah. And especially in these parts, they show you everything you want to see. You're like, oh man, that's a great looking cover shot of that guy. Yeah, straight out of the comics. Uh, they are given stats, but I don't know how useful that knowledge is. I didn't see them like in the actual stats in the main. I think those are just the guy's stats? Or... Well, they, they're showing, they show them to you at the selection screen. Oh, they're actual, okay. I, I mean, I... they have a... Uh, intelligence, strength, stamina, and agility. And I don't know if that plays into the actual physical I, characteristics of the character in the game. Some of them have, the, I know the jumps are different a bit and your attack power is, but other than that, I didn't notice it. And in this game, you have your jump, your main attack, and then a mutant power. Yeah. And his main attack is the bow staff. Mm -hmm. And then everyone also has a down attack or a crouching attack. Which yeah. is supposedly stronger. Yeah, I noticed it to be so. Like, in certain areas, I would crouch with, say, Cyclops and Punch, and it would take two hits to kill an enemy, whereas standing, it would take three. So cool. there's a little bit to it, yeah. Now, if you, uh, a couple of the characters, including Gambit, do have a spin jump. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you double tap your jump, kind of, you get this spin jump that... Is a yeah. little higher, but doesn't seem to do anything special. Yeah, I know he can do a special. While he's spinning, you can do a staff attack that kind of works out like a jump and slash. Okay. But I really barely used it. And then um, 
everyone has this extra high jump where you have a weird double tap that's double tap and hold. Yeah, it's I could never do it like right away when I wanted to. You know, I would see certain Agreed. ledges where I knew, okay, I got to double jump up there, but... It, it always it took always, a moment to get it yeah, right. Yeah. And then he has his mutant power, which is throwing a charged up playing card. Yeah, which kind of homes in on the enemies. And then if it's, there's no enemy, it hovers around you as kind of like a little field. And it, the animation of it is really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, I'm not sure about how strong it is, but it seems to take... A ton of his energy, like, yes. drops super quick. And you have a separate bar for your mutant power. And if you don't use it, it regenerates over time. Yeah. But if you use it all the way up, I think you're out of it for the level. That's weird. Yeah, I, I try to avoid that as much as I can. Agreed. Um, Gambit was all right. Yeah. I, I used him a bit. I liked his staff has range. That's about his biggest bonus, I think. And uh, his jump is, I think, like, the second best. It's He's got a pretty good jump, but... Since everyone has that super jump. Eh. Right. Uh, next up is the secret MVP of the game, and that is Nightcrawler. Yeah, baby. And Nightcrawler, known as Kurt Wagner, he, uh, his mutant power is to teleport, which he does so by traveling through an unknown dimension. Yeah, and uh, that's a weird one to put in a game kind of in certain ways, especially back in the day when we hadn't seen, at least I hadn't seen teleports before fighting games or certain you know what i mean right but as far as his normal uh attacks are you know he has a like a punch yeah yeah he has a kick that is like a weird uh crouch kick yeah his crouching kick um is actually really cool because it's really long like it's got some range to it it's pretty cool what i don't like is his his jump kick it was a weird dive kick because it's like a harsh 45 degree angle dive yeah yeah i i came to love it actually because it was just so fast and you can yes zoom, use it to like alter your trajectory to get farther kind of super jump even more agreed but sometimes if you do it on accident or you're trying to hit a guy on the edge of a ledge yeah, it's, it's kind of a pain in the butt i really wish you had some other like you could press down and attack to right. punch or something in the ocean was you had an option mm-hmm. could opt out and then he has his mutant power which is to teleport and it's got a couple different uses it's it's weird <laughs> yes if you hold down the direction and hit it you will move across the screen in that direction yeah, and then no. when you let go you'll kind of reappear yeah there's a weird like if you press a and don't touch any directions you can just kind of do it in in place yes and that is super handy because that will hurt people yeah and and avoid attacks most importantly avoid attacks and if you're not uh as long as you don't hold it down too long it doesn't take much energy sometimes when you do the moving one it drains a bunch for some reason yeah i don't know why the the holding it in one place also is handy when sometimes you want to wait for a platform to reappear yeah, yeah. Or situations like that. Yeah, and you can also, like, if you press the button down, then press forward, you'll move forward. That's a little more controlled, it felt. Than... Yeah, and you can go much shorter distances that way. Yeah, that's what you use for shortcuts, etc. And really, his two great strengths are that, one, he can avoid a lot of major attacks from bosses. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. two, he can take incredible shortcuts by phasing through walls yeah. or going across huge gaps. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was two levels that I really cheesed this because, spoiler alert, I, I did not beat this game until after I watched uh, at least one or two playthroughs of it. Right, right. Following Nightcrawler, we have, well, what is many people's favorite, and uh, at the beginning was my go-to, and that is Wolverine. Yeah. And Wolverine, as most people will now know, is uh, Logan. 
That's right, yeah. And his mutant power is that he has a healing factor. But on top of that, he does have an adamantium skeleton and claws. I don't know if this started it or, you know, in here it's you press your mutant power button to withdraw or to retract and extend your claws. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go into two different modes. And I, I feel like I've seen that in a few other games since this to where did this become the standard for him here? Possibly. I'm not sure when this game compares in timeline to Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge. Right, right. Which don't worry, we will get to. Sure, yeah. But he has a very similar mechanic in that one. Yeah, so when your claws are are in, you will regenerate health. Yes. Uh, only, <laughs> oh Yeah, very, very, very slowly. So slowly that it almost doesn't matter. Right, yeah. Now, when its claws are out, though, you do a ton more damage, and yeah. it does take up that, that meter goes down. Pretty quick. Your mutant meter. Yeah. And um, we forgot to talk about his jump, which is, I think, the worst jump. I think so, yeah. Not very tall for a standard jump. And then he's got uh, you know, a regular punch for his normal attack. And then when he's ducking, is the ducking punch, which is kind of useless in range. Right, right. Uh, but really, the the things, the two things that I like the most about him are his lunging attack. And that is, uh, you can jump and attack with him, which is a really good jump attack for getting people on pl- on ledges and platforms. So like diving one? Like- well, there's his normal one, but if you take your claws out, you yeah. do do a dive. Yeah. His normal one doesn't move you that much. It's the only one that really like is good for just jumping and hitting people. Okay, okay. But if you get the claws out, then you do this wicked dive that does a ton of damage. But more importantly, uh, if you don't want to teleport, it is a great way to move yourself across a large distance. Yeah, it's up there with, uh, with Nightcrawler's kick, you know? Yeah, except for it doesn't have that steep 45-degree angle, so I think you even get a little more distance off of it. Right, yeah, I can see that. And he does have that weird, if you see the spin claw special attack. Thing. And that was the final one I want to get into, is he has a, a special spinning attack where it's kind of like a, yes, I uh, hesitate to call it a tornado claw as much as I want to. <laughs> right. But he is actually you know making a tornado motion Yeah. with his claws out and spinning up into the air. I only seem to do this on accident. Okay. Uh, well, you do it by... Um, Double jumping when you have the claws out. Okay. So it's kind of handy for bosses. I can see that, yeah. But overall, uh, you know, he really, I think, nerfed because you want to be able to heal, but it just takes forever to do so. Yeah, I mean, you should just regenerate as it is and always have your claws out. That's what I think. (laughs) Yeah. Now, apparently there is also a, a berserker mode. That he has? Yeah, yeah. If you run out of your mutant power, he'll start freaking out and attacking guys, I guess. I noticed it once because I did run out of power, but I I didn't really, I didn't die. I didn't see anything special. It was just kind of like I was out of control for a few moments. I think the Berserker Fury also maybe hurts you. I would believe it, yeah. Um, so I just avoided losing all of my power, so I never saw it. Yeah. And then finally, we come to everyone's hands-down favorite on the <laughs> X-Men roster. Head and shoulders above the rest. It's Cyclops. Yeah. Just kidding. No one likes Cyclops. <laughs> and uh, Cyclops is really the kind of lamest all-around character. Yeah. He, he has a couple wonderful things, but for the most part, he is punching. Mm-hmm. And he's got a decent punch. It's got some range on it. He can punch from the crouch position. Yeah. He does have a flying kick for his jump attack. Yeah. Uh, he has that spin jump similar to Gambit. Yeah, yeah. I think you can get some extra height there, but yep. again, super jump. Who cares? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But really, it's his mutant power, which uh, is a nice optic blast. Yeah. And, you know, we've gone through everyone else's, so I forgot to say uh, Cyclops is Scott Summers, and right, his right. mutant power is that he shoots a beam out of his eyeballs. Yeah. Uncontrollable, though, so he has to be wearing a visor to control it. That's right. 
or some sunglasses, which is ruby. Make what is it? Ruby quartz. Ruby quartz. Sunglasses. Yeah. Now his optic blast attack is interesting. It's useful because it is long range. It's the only long range attack in the That's game. That's true. That's true. Uh, but and I think you can power it up if you hold the button down. <laughs> I didn't experiment with that. And you know it gets bigger, and I'm not sure how much stronger it gets because I rarely used Cyclops if I had to. I, I used him a bit just because at certain points. He was the guy who had the life left, so... Right. Um, As I said, if I had to. Right. I did find that his jumping... If you jump and do the optic blast, you can fire eight directions. Yeah, and that's the other thing I was going to say. Uh, it does do like a little spread out of him, but again, it's really not that useful. Well, I, I started using the air one better because your normal optic blast is like... There's like a second delay before you actually get it out. It's really hard to aim with a lot of enemies because mm-hmm. it's of that that delay. Once it gets out, it actually moves at a decent speed. But I found that in the air, there's no delay. You can get your shots off way faster. So I, I found myself using a lot of like jumping and then diagonal down shots at people to get them off faster. Oh, okay. So just your normal jump shot, not your spin shot. Right, right. Gotcha. But if you, yeah, if you do the spin shot, then it's like a big eight-way spread. Which is, I mean, a neat idea, I guess, but I I didn't really use it. Now, there are other X-Men in the game, and we'll get to them in just a moment. Because real quick, I want to go over the power-ups that you find. Okay. Uh, There's a whole lot. Yeah. All all three. Well, there's, I mean, two power-ups and one item. Right, right. Uh, You find the yellow X or a blue X. The yellow restores all of your health. Mm -hmm. And blue restores all of your mutant ability. Yeah. Blue one, not as useful. Right, because everyone regenerates that, and that actually regenerates faster than your than say Wolverine's health. You know, I couldn't see how it would wouldn't. <laughs> um, and I really wanted to time how long Wolverine's health took to regenerate, but I did not have the patience, and I couldn't avoid like the flying well, bugs and whatnot. It's like every thirty seconds you get like five percent of your health or something. Like I feel like it would take at least six minutes of just standing there doing nothing to fully regenerate. I don't yeah. know. I never. I didn't mess with it. Not patient enough. Now, another thing to note is that if you are playing two players and you stand over top of each other, it will equalize your health, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a neat feature. Yeah, kind of similar to the Toe Jam and Earl High Five. Yep, yep, totally. You also find keys. They're called keys, but it's just a circle with a K in it. Circle K, man. Foul things are afoot. Yeah. And then the final thing you will find is replacements for your backup heroes or your summons. Yeah. And let's get into those right now all right because that is one thing that sets this game apart from other x-men titles of its time is that you can pull in other x-men from the roster once you very rarely see mm-hmm. yeah this is uh, interesting too because this would become a thing later in fighting games where you summon a character for one attack you know right it started here indeed and we'll start with rogue and in this her real name is unknown oh wow okay so wow it goes back it's old school yeah um rogue is just flies her real in. name is anna paquin right yeah, yeah, from the piano. Yes. Yeah. And her superpower is the ability to steal other mutants' powers. Uh, some people would think that it's flight and super strength, but right, right. she actually stole those powers from Captain Marvel of the recent Marvel Cinematic Universe. Fame. That's right. And they got the X-Men back, so watch out. Brie Larson, someone's coming for you. Could be. And, you know, she is, uh, like all of them, you go to the select menu and you select that person, and then when you want to use them, you just hit your mutant power button, mm-hmm. and then she flies in for one attack. Yep, uh, it it's pretty strong. She just comes in and like Superman punches a person and flies off. Yep, fair enough. I appreciate all the help. I don't know why I couldn't control you. Someone who can fly with super strength solve all these problems. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I think uh, you'll find a theme because all of the characters of flight <laughs> are relegated to backup status, such yeah. as Archangel. Yeah, Archangel. 
Warren Worthington the third. Yeah, but this is in his uh, emo face, uh, blue skin, and you know his metal wings and etc. At the hands of apocalypse. Indeed, and uh, it's a cooler look though than those angel wings for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know, again, he also flies on screen, but he does three passes. Yeah, and shoots little uh, wing metal darts, feather things. There. Yeah, his little yeah. wing blades. It's really useful because that'll clear off almost everything on the screen. Yeah, or bosses, certain bosses that can be hurt by these guys. Like this will, each one of these, if you're lucky, you can get them three times, like Juggernaut or something, Mm -hmm. you know, do a lot of damage. Helps. Following that, we have Iceman, good old Bobby Drake. Didn't use him a lot. He's, he just makes bridges, right? Yeah. And those are mainly used to either have a shortcut or I think there's one place where you kind of need a bridge to get across at one point. Right, right. Uh, if only they would have known that he is an Omega-level mutant. Right, right. He really yeah. could have been a lot more help uh, at this point. And then after that, we have Storm, a.k.a. Aurora Monroe. Yeah, another super powerful mutant. Who can fly. Yeah. <laughs> Notice um, the trend here? Yeah, yeah. She just, uh, what, it's just whirlwinds, right? Tornadoes? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And uh, I think it does multiple hits, sure, possibly. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Uh, Storm and Iceman, I probably use them the least. Uh, I feel like Archangel was mostly my go-to. Oh, yeah, definitely the best of all of them. And then we'd be uh, remiss to not mention Jean Grey. Yeah. Uh, real name, Jean Grey. <laughs> and she is a telepathic mutant and telekinetic at the same time. All yeah. of the tellas. Yeah, yep, double telly. Uh, she will, if you fall off the screen, she will pull you back onto screen and drop you off so that instead of getting a pit death you just take a little damage yeah which is pretty nice because there are so many places where you could have a pit death and an instant game over yeah it's an interesting like from a game design perspective though i'm like why not just not have pits right but whatever uh you know I, i'll still take it now one thing i also want to point out is that if you die in a level that character is dead just laying there in the level that's right you do not have lives per se Correct. And if you go past that character with a different one, you'll see their lifeless body <laughs> just just there. Mourn a single tear. So instead of lives, uh, the only way to regain your men is after a certain point in the game. You just are gifted them, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. But more importantly, it's all about regaining health because you also do not get health back in between levels. Yeah, and that's, that's the cruelest cut of all, man. Yes. In between levels, you can fight these orbs. And the orbs will give you more health. Yeah, you have a little in your danger room. Yeah, you can go around and collect them uh, for a short time, like a minute. Bonus uh, factoid, there's a box in the top right corner of that room that if you beat it up, you get like double the time or just more time. Something. Uh, it was enough for me to always get, you know what I mean, to all of the all the orbs. All the orbs, yeah. And then uh, finally, there are no continues, no passwords. Once all four X-Men have been defeated... Uh, the backup ones just write you off and give up, and the game is over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Nick, this is a long-running comic book turned into a video game. They have plenty of source material to pull from for this manual. Please tell me they did a good job. Um, I think they did an okay job here. Um, it's uh, This manual is black and white. You got 24 pages. Yes. No art, but lots I, of screenshots. I know. I was going to set you up for that because I also, <laughs> I, I did have to look at this manual to understand what I was doing. Uh, right, right. Not too many FAQs out there for this game. And I was disappointed in the lack of comic book art in this manual. Yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping for some as well. But it's mostly focused around describing your controls and such. Yeah, and there is a lot to describe there. And they do a pretty good job of pointing it all out. I think so. Yeah, I'm. You know, you get a little story, but there's really not much to it. Uh, Magneto, 
is messing with the danger room. He's he uh, put a he, virus in there. Yes, from Asteroid M. And the best part is in the game when you see this happen, yes, yes. it shoots out a string of zeros and ones. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, very hilarious. Yes, uh, really cool. You know, it goes through your items and assistant characters and stuff. Um, you know, and like the controls, I love it because that section is combat expertise. Hmm. And then, you know, you do get a level preview. And then at the end, X notes and X credits. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of X branding. Uh, yeah, it's uh, extreme. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it does what it should, I guess. Uh, nothing too fancy. And, you know, I'm always a fan of notes and memos. So it gets a at least one thumb up from me. <laughs> So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, X-Men, for the Sega Genesis? I remember playing it. I I didn't own it, obviously, and I don't know if a friend rented it and had borrowed a Sega. You know, I played it somewhere at a friend's house for a little bit, but generally just kind of thought it was too hard. Right. Uh, Well, I also remember it being very hard because this was one of the few games my best friend owned for their Genesis. Oh, okay. And, And I think he could beat it. Oh, wow, okay. But I do remember it being very hard. But I also just remember it being pretty fun. Okay. It's amazing how your memories can be <laughs> distorted over time. I remember seeing our friend Cartridge Commando Bill play through this game, and uh, he got really far, but much farther than I ever did. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's beaten it. Uh, he did come over and uh, give me some great tips, but they weren't enough to, to carry me over the finish line. <laughs> Which brings us to our more recent experience with this game, Nick. And uh, I'll start by saying... I did beat it, but only after cheating my butt off. Same here, man. I, I was cheating in style. I mean, I was I was save stating so often it wasn't even funny because I did not want to go back through any part of any of these levels. Yeah, I agree. I was uh, it was a lot of save stating because. Well, let's get to how many times did you play this game? Uh, I'm trying to think. I beat about a level a day for three days. Oh man, you really drug this out and then tried to crunch it down. Well, I was more like putting it off. But... Okay. Well, I, I play it with my son, two player first, and okay. I thought, well, two player, maybe we can really make some headway in it. Yeah, yeah. And about an hour in, I realized not only were we never even going to beat the first level together, but we were just really dragging each other down. Okay, right. <laughs> um, just the constant like, no, you didn't jump fast enough. Ah, I jumped to a pit death, or you know, right. whatever. Not death, but either way, you just whittle that life down. We got to the final boss of the first level a few times, but only about a third of our health left. Like I was able to get to, without substantial cheating, you know, I was able to get to Apocalypse. Okay, I was able to get through the second stage without yeah. cheating, uh, right. solo. Yeah. Because this game is easier solo than two player. Sure, yeah. And and I, I at that point, it was just like, I'm out of lives and, or life and characters. Correct. And also at that point, I realized that I didn't want to replay any of this game that I'd already played. Right, right. So uh, the next time I went through it, I made sure to save and save often. So I never really dipped below half my health. Well, that's it. That's the thing is managing your life. Yeah, because there's just this game is death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did beat it, but you know, not with any style and uh, not on my own. Well, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. Yeah, and, uh, here we are. As I as I mentioned before, this game has really amazing graphics. Yeah, yeah. But not not a lot of amazing anything else. No, it's uh, it, this game really reminds me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. Okay. Where you have the same like team, you got your four members, mm-hmm. you can switch between them. 
But and you might think, okay, there were some mistakes made there, but maybe they fixed them here. But no, now you have a whole new selection of mistakes where the levels are b- bizarre and confusing. Very much so. I don't know where to go. Sometimes I don't even know where I can jump. Or correct. Or what is a hidden or secret area and what isn't. Yeah, it's some levels like you'll have neat ideas where you, you can go back into the background a bit behind a mm-hmm. layer. There are lots of really cool ideas in this game. But then it's like you go back there and you don't know there's a door over there or a switch because you can't see it or these different things that are just poorly implemented. Because, you know, this game has a weird mechanic where the levels are very maze-like. You have to usually find switches or boxes to destroy or control panels, but it is never explained to you in any fashion anywhere. And, And they very rarely look different from the backgrounds. Correct. Which to their credit, are usually pretty good and yeah. have some details. So, And the levels themselves look really cool. Uh, the backgrounds are cool. Everything does look very different because uh, the conceit is you're being sent to different scenarios in the danger room. Right. So you see some very classic X-Men places, and they're all rendered very well. In fact, one thing that I thought was really interesting is I felt like fans of X-Men worked on this game. Yeah, I think, look, all of the X-Men stuff is great. Yeah, it's very accurate and very faithful to the comics, to the looks of the characters, the enemies. Um, you know, maybe not the beat-em-up characters, the enemies you have to just fight through the levels. The minion types. The minion types. But as far as everyone's powers and how they work and how they look, they're all really spot on. Yeah, and I think they did a good job with, at the beginning of, say, a different level, you get a little... Uh, dialogue from your guy sometimes with professor x and Mm -hmm. it's different for each character and it all like makes sense and And it's really done in the voice of that character yeah you get like pretty fun german accent for nightcrawler it's it's great you get a bub or two from wolverine (laughs) yeah and you know there's another thing about the graphics that i really enjoyed was that they did take a little extra step with some of the character animations where when you're punching it's not just punch one arm one arm one arm You'll do like a left, right, left, right. Yeah, you get some good, and like Nightcrawler's tail's pretty well animated. Yeah, there's a lot of little touches there that I felt like they really put in the extra mile on in terms of graphics and animation. It's just really maybe I wish they would have not gone that extra mile and saved some of that walking for, I don't know, the sound? Yeah, well, yeah, the this is a, the music is not the best here. I don't think these people know how to use the Sega Genesis sound devices well, I did briefly read a thing that said they used the 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 chipset is the same as a Yamaha, right? Okay. Uh, the FM synthesis chip is a very standard one used in many keyboards at the time and other things. So I think the music was written on the keyboard and then just transferred to the unit. And I don't think that worked out well. I I feel like this game might be responsible for a lot of my early prejudices against the Sega Genesis's music because it's that that super tinny and it's it's brutally shrill at some points. Especially the sound effects. The sound effects can be so incredibly shrill and obnoxious. Uh, yeah. So much so that I played without the sound for the majority of this game. I, I don't blame you. I mean, even in that first level, like every time a little bug flies around, it makes like this horrible, like <laughs> tinging, painy noise. I mean, you put one of the sound effects on here in the title screen. Yeah. That it woke up my dog and made the my, the missus jump when it came on because she's like, what What was that? And it weirdly is so much louder than the rest of the game. I think it's this one right here. Apologies to everyone's ears. Yeah. Like, that. who? Who let that go? That's the start of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's letting you know what you're in for for the rest of the game. It's up there, man. Uh, it's one of the worst, I, uh, you know. 
But I, I guess they were trying something different. I don't know. I, I was I, curious. I mean, we usually use as many sound effects as we can as interstitials between our segments. But in this game, we chose not to because they're <laughs> so awful and so painful. I mean, we've got another one here that you, you loaded up for me. That's about the only good one you can find. <laughs> Otherwise, you get stuff like... <laughs> yeah. It's like so high. It's so up there. Why, why did you do that? It's piercing. Piercing. Agreed. Now, another thing I thought was really weird about this game is that uh, I felt like the hitboxes of the enemies was really, really, really wide and variable. I agree 100%. I, it's really hard to tell if you're actually going to hit something or mm-hmm. not. And as good as a lot of your attack animations look, some of them, like, you don't know if you're actually going to, like, these crouching punches or, like, Nightcrawler has that really long kick, but... Will it connect? Where where exactly does that hit zone in? It just... Yeah, and the inconsistencies between the different characters make it really hard to go back and forth between them. Because the jump from one character to another isn't you know, measurable in like blocks or right. anything. It is just a weird <laughs> variable of difference. And same with the distance of their punches. Yes. Yeah, so, and some of these punch, especially crouching punches, I think look really weird where your arms yes. look like, I'm like, did you, are you Mr. Fantastic in here? This yeah. I felt like strange. those were really tacked on towards the end. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But that, especially when it couples with like input lag with a lot of the attacks, like it's kind of unresponsive. So it really makes the standard, uh, you know, platforming fighting really hard and not that fun. Agreed. And finally, we do have to, one more thing to talk about. And that is at a certain point in the game, there is a computer crash or the system takes over and does a weird thing. Yeah. And it then tells you to reset the computer. Yeah. And if you don't know about this beforehand, which I didn't, but luckily Bill did tell me about it. Okay. Okay. I I don't know what you would do because you're in a computer room and there is nothing you can do to interact with anything in this room. No. Yeah. You have to literally reset the Sega Genesis. Yeah. A soft reset of the system, which is interesting too, because if you hold down the reset button too long, it's considered a hard reset, yeah. and you'll just reset the game. Yeah, yeah. Or if you were unfortunate enough to be playing this on a Sega Nomad, the handheld system that played Sega cartridges, it didn't even have a reset button on it. Oh, so you don't, you just can't play it. You just, you're oh, just stuck there from that point on. That's yeah. That is an interesting thing that you know kind of harkens back to the previous NES X Men title where they had that code that was on the label. Mm-hmm. These little like IRL tricks. Yeah, which in a way I'm, I'm very fond of. I think, you know, most famously Metal Gear uh, really took over with a solid oh, yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if they're done wrong, like they were in these X-Men games, oddly enough, both X-Men <laughs> games, they can just be a, a very high-level source of frustration. For sure. Now, luckily, uh, if you're emulating the game, most emulators have a soft reset button. And yeah, yeah. You can just, you know, control tab that and you're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I had to read. I was like... What am I supposed to do here? I beat up the computer, and then I checked uh, some facts. So, yeah. All right, guys and gals, this is the level-by-level portion of our show. And this game has how many levels, Nick? Six? Seven? Too many. (laughs) Uh, Six normal levels inside the simulated simulated environments of the Danger Room. And one interesting thing is that different levels give you different number of times you can substitute your X-Men in and out. Yes. And you can also choose them on the fly. So we did forget to mention that. But it is handy because that's a way of not losing a guy. And you can switch back and refill that health if you want. But again, you only have so many switches. So you got to be careful. There is a way that I 
should have wrote it down. I can't remember. And it was really hard for me to figure out how to do, but you can switch your people in the danger room after oh, level. You right? just have to go back to the little port on that main computer area. Yeah. I, I kept messing with it. But I couldn't remember how to do it exactly. Like, and you have to hit the start button or whatever start, in front yeah. of it. I remember getting frustrated there because it was a very unintuitive. Definitely. Input. But the game starts you out in the savage land. That's right, yeah. So, um, And, you know, it's a pretty good-looking level, I think. You yeah, got. it's very awesome jungle level, and I do like the backgrounds and the foregrounds. There's a cool, like, mountains in between, so it really forces you to go up high or low. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, waterfalls. There are hidden platforms and trees. There are a few places that, to get further, you're going to have to find a switch to drop a big stone uh, platform, and those switches are always inside the mountain. Yeah, you usually have to go through a quote-unquote cave or... And it's, the, the entrance to these caves are not well pointed out. No, and one thing that I don't like is that most of the switches that you get, not just here, but later in other levels, you know, it's very unclear what actually changed when you hit them. Yeah, you do hear a noise usually. Sometimes, which isn't always, but I don't I don't know. I, I hit that switch before I knew what I was supposed to do and then Correct. just kept wandering around. You're just kind of... <laughs> vaguely blundering to the right. And that's what I felt most of the levels were. They were just me blundering around, hoping I would find the thing or things that would activate me, my ability to move forward. Yeah, and so, yeah, it starts here. And along the way, you'll be fighting, what are those, cat people? Is that oh, what I just thought are? they were like jungle people. Maybe they, I don't know why I thought they were cat people. I guess Well, because they have like stripes painted on them. I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just assumed it was some like high evolutionary thing or something, but yeah. I don't think that's in Savage Land. No, I don't know. no. Uh, but there are also uh, some pterodactyls you'll have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Just take a few more hits. As well as beehives. And the bees are the most annoying part because they only do they sound annoying, but they have a weird little path they move on. Yeah, they are they are strange. And if you try to stand still and heal, one will just appear every like 30 to 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah. jerks. Uh, but about halfway through the level, you will find a mini boss, and right. it is Juggernaut. Yeah, Juggernaut comes rolling out. Um, he looks pretty good. He could be a little bigger in my my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But the sprite is very accurate to what Juggernaut looks like. Agreed. And he, for the most part, functions like him, where he will charge at you. Uh-huh. And if you're hiding from him up in the trees, he will stomp the ground and make you fall out. Yeah, and uh, in general, I think the best way is to, if you if you jump up in the trees, he'll stomp. And then you'll have a window where if you jump as he's in between stomps, you, you can, can fall hit. down and hit his head. Because yeah. only hitting him in the head hurts him because you want to knock off that, that helmet, the magical helmet. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, funnily enough, Juggernaut does not have any mutant powers. He actually gained his powers from the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. Yeah, he's magical. Magic. Yes. Uh, fans of the MCU should note that those are the same Crimson Bands that Doctor Strange uses to try to hold back Thanos. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're tough business, man. Indeed. And uh, oddly enough, though, sometimes you don't have to fight him. And I could not figure out wh why why that ever was. Um, I saw him the first time I got to him. He just ran off the screen. Yeah. And never uh, came back. Same here. But then every other time I went there, I could never recreate that. <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes um, I did read that hey, you can just keep dodging him. He will eventually run off the ledge and just go away. Okay. They said uh, it, it takes like 20 tries or so. I mean, I didn't wait that long. I just got lucky. And, you know, so not not too bad. Maybe you'll get lucky, too. And then one thing to note is that all of the bosses or many bosses do have a health bar. So you can see when you're hitting them and how much life they have left. That's right. That's right. But after him, you just keep going through the level. And uh, the only big difference between the first half and second half is that now you will have to deal with uh, some platforms that go up and down. 
Some of these are really hard to land on. Extremely hard. I, I a, did not understand what I was doing wrong either. Yeah, there's a whole sequence where you have to run across ones that are going up and down. And I tried this over and over again because just like you, certain times I just wouldn't land. I, I had no clue why. I, I don't know if my sprite was not high enough. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kept either falling and then just Jean Grey will pick me up and carry me over. I would Nightcrawler, try to teleport past. I just lost a bunch of life here and blundered my way through it. The best thing you can do is just get to the very highest point, way above them, and then Wolverine across. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That was that was what I ended up doing mm. a lot of times when I would have to do any of these weird jumping areas. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and I, I honestly don't know what's wrong here, <laughs> so I... Just skip it if you can. And then uh, I guess I did notice in one playthrough that there is a, a secret path on the very top of the board where you can jump on top of a pterodactyl and it will carry you all oh. the way to the very end. Okay. And over a rogue refill. Oh, that's cool. It is. Because at the very end, there is like a, a port. Yeah, you go into like a high-tech kind of ruinish area looking. Yeah, you break it open and you go inside. And it's a very short level where I guess there's acid in the floor. And then here's some more jumping. You have to go over a bunch of platforms that are slightly oh, annoying, but yeah. less annoying than the ones you dealt with before. Yeah. And at the very end is your first boss. Yeah, Zaldane? Yeah, one that I've... You know, <laughs> I, I, I thought like you I, might know. I, was I like, know a decent amount of X-Men, but I was stumped on this guy, this lady. Yeah, um, she's really not that bad, though. She kind of moves around from to different platforms and will glow and then shoot a... a ball of fire or something at you projectile and when she's charging up that shot she is invincible yeah and then afterwards you'll see her you know it's kind of a hot pink glow when uh -huh. that dissipates you've got a window where you can hit her so either hit her then or uh, the tactic i saw and used the most was as she jumps back and forth you have a moment when she lands to like lunge at her oh okay yeah i i I think I used Wolverine here. I, mm -hmm. It's, it's all that, about that jumping. That is exactly how I did it as well. Because you can you can cover the distance fast enough. And, you know, at the end of that jump, you are attacking, and it's a very strong attack as well. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully you can whittle her down, and then you are back in the danger room. Heal up. Yeah, now you, that's, the orbs are out. Later they'll start moving around faster, but they're all pretty easy to kill. Correct, because next up you are going straight to the Shi'ar Empire. Yeah, this is a pretty neat level. It's a... You're kind in space. Tech, technological stuff. Like a city. Uh, yeah, a ship maybe. Uh, a lot of background layers and, and like jail doors. Here. Yeah, and this is the level where you will be going into the, the foreground background trying to find the panels that you need to break and switches. I Man, I wandered around this level so much. Uh, especially at first where I was just like caught in these loops. I don't know where to go. There was one area where it's... You have to hit the switch, and then you go back in a door, and you go to a secret area. Mm -hmm. And then, apparently, you fall down through the floor. It took me like 10 minutes to figure that out because I would just kept looping back. Like, where do I got to go? Is there another one of these weird panels or a switch? Like, yeah, I did not know. But I eventually figured it out. And in this level, you're going to be fighting a lot of, like, soldiers with guns. And this is the first time you're going to be dealing with a lot of really long-range attacks versus you. Yeah, these guys would be, like, they have, like, silver outfits. Later, some brown ones. Are these... She are troops. She are guards. I'm guessing of some I, sort. I didn't know how faithful the outfits were to the I'm, comics. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember anything from the She are homeworld. I only remember, you know, the She are ship that came and the I people on it yeah. fights with the brood, that kind of stuff. Right, right. Well, yeah these uh, these troops aren't too bad. You just they're more of a patience thing because you have to crouch and shoot and creep closer. Oh, one thing to note is that Gambit Gambit's crouch is 
not not short enough to not get hit yeah, by the that, lasers. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So he kind of takes it. I was using Cyclops here for some reason. Because of the range, probably. It's, well, it's kind of handy. Later when you get those like jet sled guys, mm-hmm. they take a few hits, but one blast from his thing will just kill them. So yeah. it, it, I think he makes it a little easier here. Okay. Eventually, you, you panel and key your way to the right, and you'll get to the section where you're on the outside of like a spaceship. Yeah, and this that, thing stinks. That flies. Yeah, I mean... At first, it can be really hard because it, it starts it starts moving real fast, and you get pushed to the back, and mm-hmm. then you can get pushed off real fast. I did. Yep, especially if you're not, not ready for it. <laughs> yeah, but Jean Grey will bring you back up, and then you're just kind of walking forward while trying to stay on the ship while a hatch opens and lets some enemies out. And they're strong enemies. Yeah, you just got to keep fighting them. Um, again, with Cyclops, I would just shoot them off as soon as they got out. Gotcha, so gotcha. Generally one-hit kill, so that was nice. But eventually you'll get done with this, and then the ship will slow down and land. Yes, it will. And then I think you just head through to the room with the boss, right? Yes. Deathbird. Deathbird herself. This was another pretty easy boss, actually. Yeah, um, not too bad at all. She's a little faster than the previous boss. But again, it's one of those, like, move around a lot kind of things. And there are platforms. I was able, like, staying on the floor, I I got her into this loop where she was just jumping to the left and right on either side of me Uh and then shooting. But I was able to jump over the shots and hit her right when she'd land. You know what I mean? Right. you, You can... In fact, a lot of the bosses are really about tricking their movement into patterns. But oh yeah, it definitely, w- it definitely works here. You, there, there will spawn some of those jet sleds come in from the right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, watch out for those, I guess. But if you're using Cyclops, just shoot them right away. Yeah, yeah, deal with it. Um, and then this confused me too because when you defeat her, then you get Lelandra, who was like the Shi'ar princess queen or something, right? Or, and love interest for um, Professor X. Oh, oh right, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but then she talks to you for a minute and he's like, is this a simulation? And she's like, no, I had to teleport you here. And he's like, I don't know why, but that's part of the simulation yes. itself. Because then afterwards, like professor X is like, Hey, they're yeah. messing with you, <laughs> yeah, it's but so he's weird. a simulation. It's not the real professor X either. It's so weird. Yeah. It's like total recall. Or so I don't know what's real here. No, you do not. But you know, it's a simulation when you destroy everyone because the bosses like dissipate into yeah. like, computer matter. Yeah, that's true. So you're back in the room, heal up, and then it's on to the third level, Excalibur. Yeah, the Excalibur headquarters. It's uh, their lighthouse. Yeah, and uh, it's cool because in the very beginning you are outside. You're gonna you're on the rocky shores and making your way to the lighthouse. Yeah, and along the way there are like crumbling blocks, which look cool. And uh, if you pause the game, you can see where they crumble before you get there oh cool it changes this so you can really cheat and see them all way before you even touch them <laughs> i like that i like that yeah yeah and then towards the end though is excalibur itself is that what that is that that sword is okay i couldn't tell if it was a sword i was like what is this antenna and you just hit it to open the door but yeah and then but the problem is it like it has these orbs flying around it yeah and i do not know how not to get hit by one of those orbs I don't know, man. I didn't even know if they did damage. I just ran up and hit it right away. I was just blundering through. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it opens the door to the lighthouse, and then you're in the biggest lighthouse ever made. Well, but first, you have to fight Sabretooth. Oh, that's right. And he is kind of a weird fight because he is the ultimate in uh, reactionary movement. Yeah, but he will follow you in this weird way. Well, he only does the opposite. He only does what you do. Yeah, so if you jump, he'll jump up with you. So the real thing, what you want to do is get to the far right side onto the platform there and yeah, then yeah. trick him into jumping up and you can hit him as he jumps up and he'll fall back down. 
Let's and then just do that over and over he'll again. He'll do, yeah, he'll do. There's like a crouch whenever he'll, because he does like a swipe lunge, kind of like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And right before and after it, there's like a crouching position. And either of those, he's vulnerable. And you can just really trick him into it by jumping up and down on that platform. But I will say, this sprite looks great. I really like that Sabretooth. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, like you said, he's just like Sabretooth. So the graphics pulling through. Now, then you are in the giant lighthouse. And this level stinks. Yeah, it, this it, is another one that was... It didn't. I didn't get lost as bad as in the Shi'ar one, but... No, because I cheated and, and teleported with uh, Nightcrawler. I threw it a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. Th- this is one of the first areas where you can, you'll get to these walls. Later, you'll see certain ones. There are certain walls you can't teleport through. Right. But in here, you can get through quite a few. The other problem is it, it's just very samey. This is one of the f- first levels where I'm just like, oh, you really well, once, saved yourself some money on the it, backgrounds here. <laughs> and there, there are those like panels in like the office room. Yeah. I, it took me forever to figure out that that's what you're supposed to destroy to open this door yeah, that I cannot they, even see. They, they just look like background pieces. Yeah. It's like you blow this up and then suddenly when you go back into the background, there's an area you can progress past now where mm-hmm. there was a wall. Yes. Oh, this is where you have the weird clones. That's right. Where they're a ghost looking thing at first that if it crosses you, you'll see like a cyclops or a wolverine appears and attacks for a second. But eventually you'll find your way down and get some X shades. And now the level's tinted, and you can see various ex-clones of you, you know, wandering around this lighthouse. Yes. Uh, apparently there is another juggernaut fight somewhere in here, but I some, I missed it entirely by teleporting around. I Yeah, I, I guess I did too, because I, I saw it in when I was doing notes, but I don't recall fighting him. But from what I understand, it's just the same stuff, so. All right. But the real boss here is Apocalypse. You mean Tiny Apocalypse? He gets slightly bigger. Slightly. It's really funny because he has a big wind-up where, you know, he's powering up. You see all these beams of, of energy coming down into mm-hmm. him, and then he grows a foot taller. Or <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's so anticlimactic. But, I mean, and it is, too, because it's really spot on. It looks like a really good, small apocalypse. I just wish they would have been, like, I don't know, another foot or two larger. Yeah, you know, make him bigger. And then, you know. I thought he was pretty easy as well. He because- will punch you. It, I mean, he does big damage. Yeah, but if you just hit him right after that power up, he shrinks back down, and you have get, another second. Get back out of the way, or you know, um, the strategy I stole from a video I watched, where if you're Nightcrawler, you just as soon as he starts to punch, you teleport behind him, mm-hmm. so he takes a little of that bamfing damage, and you can punch him in the back of the leg or something. Okay, and just keep kind of doing that back, back off while he powers up again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I. I mean, on my first original playthrough, I got decimated here, but I well, if he does connect, like, he will take off a couple of chunks of life with each punch. No, oh, yeah, big chunks, but and more when he's big. Er, right, right, yeah. But you know, be patient. Hopefully, you save data right before this this boss fight. <laughs> you'll you'll make it through. You can do it. You will emerge from Excalibur. You will be back in the training facility, heal up, and then you are on to your next world. Yeah, this is a weird, this is like the Ahab's world future. Yeah. Again, another character I'm very unfamiliar with. I only knew, I remember I remember seeing the action figure and stuff and being like, I don't know who this is at all. But I'm gathering that he probably hunts mutants. Yes, like whales. That's right. And then this world is literally post-apocalyptic. <laughs> which and it's a which should have been the, I feel like they, they really screwed this up. Ahab should have been at the lighthouse. And Apocalypse should have been in the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, maybe. I, um, I mean, I don't. 
But then it wouldn't truly be post-apocalyptic if he was there. Well, you tell that to all the that people in the be, Days of Future the, Past storyline. I'm just Nick. saying, man. It's not post-apocalyptic. If I get you. Yeah. Okay, anyways, this is like a ruined city, uh, dystopic future where you're fighting sentinels. And very tiny sentinels, but they are cool looking. Yeah, yeah. They are this is the first enemy I was like, oh, yeah. Like, we should have been fighting the Brood and the Shi'ar level. Yeah, or but, something. But this one, I was like, okay, now we're getting into some real X, X-Men fodder. Yeah, but mostly this whole level is full of, like, traps where there are energy walls. Yeah. This is a Nightcrawler level, and those, to be sure. <laughs> those little portals that appear and then little mini jets come out and attack mm-hmm. you or something. And then this is also the level where you either need to have Iceman to bridge oh, yeah. a huge gap or teleport across it. Right, right. Which is lame. Yeah, yeah. But Can you, you know, use like the Nightcrawler kick or Wolverine? I think swipe? you have to do like the full screen cross teleport. Mm, okay, okay. One other enemy we'll see here, I think more towards the end, are those like background vats in the walls where the aliens come out. Oh, those are creepy looking. I mean, yeah. the vats themselves, because like one of their hands is pressed up against it. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me out. It's pretty neat. Yeah. But then the aliens that come out are a lo- lot less impressive. They're just weird looking. Creepy, yeah, vaguely. But. Battle your way to the right, and you will encounter Ahab himself. Yes. I don't think there's a mini-boss in this level, then, is there? I don't think so, yeah. And Ahab, well, he's got that that whale-killing spear. Yeah, harpooning. He'll, he'll throw at you. And when he just kind of teleports around, sometimes he'll do a little jet portal, right? To summon some of those little guys. Yeah, but, uh, I, you know, as far as I know, it only takes, like, four hits to, like, hit him if you're using, like, your, your, your mutant power or whatever, like your strongest attack. I, I mean, mostly I would try to go at bosses with... Uh, Wolverine claws. Yeah, same here. So, because I I would find like Cyclops, his shot was too hard to aim, and when I would hit him, it didn't seem to be that strong. Right. The timing on it, like you said, is just not good for movement when these bosses are flipping around or teleporting or things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mostly just about avoiding him, and then you know just trying to guess when he'll appear, and then sneak in your hit while he's vulnerable. Yeah, doing more damage to him than he does to you. Oh yeah. The classic boss strategy. Nothing really unusual here. No, no. There is a hidden health power-up in the ceiling here if you are hurting when you get there. Oh, right, yeah. So that's nice. But otherwise, beat this guy up. Get back to the danger room because I think, what is it, one more? Uh, yeah, now we move on to Mojo's future crunch. Yes, and this is another really cool and inspired level where it feels like you're in Mojo World and you see Mojo in some screens on the oh, TVs yeah. around and things like that. Lots of them. Some of them will blow up if you go near them. Yeah, messing with you. Like now, the... this level really, I think, was like a big jump in difficulty, though. There's way more things attacking you, exploding around you. Like, I was getting hurt left and right. In here. I, I was definitely just running through this level as fast as I could with Nightcrawler. There's yes. a lot more going on. Um, there are, like, turrets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Those weird black wraith flying things? I don't know what those are. I don't either, but, man, they stink. They are creepy, too. Yeah, so I, I just kept trying to move past everything, like... You know, there's really nothing to gain by killing enemies. They're not going to drop items, so... No, there's those, like, dog creatures yeah, in this yeah. level. Those were not fun to deal with either. No, no, none of it is. Um, yeah, the one nice thing about this level is there's not a lot of, like, things to destroy to progress or switches you got to find. This is a big one, uh, again, teleporting, cheating through. Yes. I, was, I was cheesing my butt off here. Indeed. And again, I don't think there is a mini boss in this level either or at least not one that i encountered when i was teleporting around right right because really at the end you've got the big boss of the level mojo himself yes disgusting mojo and mojo is the ruler of mojo world and it is a like a dystopian world where everything is like a game show yeah 
It's like Running Man. It's kinda. like Running Man, yeah. And this Mojo Sprite is awesome. It looks just like him, yeah. Big. And I love like he is on a he's so fat that he has to like walk around with this like spider mech thing he's built into. Yeah, yeah. And the legs movement on it were really good. I love the animation of it all. Yeah, you get a little tail movement too. He's he's a gross enemy that will if you hit him in the front, he just laughs at you. And yes. then that triggers an invincibility thing for him. Correct. So you've got to try to get behind him. He does shoot some uh, projectiles at you. Mm-hmm. And if you land behind him, he does have a scorpion tail that can attack you. Yeah. So you have to hit him as soon as you land behind him. Yeah. And um, with Nightcrawler, it's not too bad because you can use that diving kick to just like when he walks past you, you can use it to get right over behind him and mm-hmm. sneak off a hit. Sometimes you might get tailed, but most of the time you'll be all right. I did see a strategy. I didn't use this, but apparently Gambit's one of his, his crouching staff is long enough to where you can hit him and trigger the invincibility for mojo yeah and then creep up a little closer and your uh attack sprite will actually overlap to the back of him and you can get a hit off that way but that sounded risky and i really didn't use gambit that much so yeah agreed it's really just about avoiding those projectiles and jumping over him at the the correct time yeah but this is where after you defeat him then you there's a a little bit more to the level and you head to the right and then that's where you'll see the danger room panel that professor x told you to destroy yes it's where the virus is residing residing yeah Yeah, so you blow up that and then it tells you to reset and that's where you get the infamous hard reset or soft reset of your system yeah yeah and then finally (laughs) once you've done that you are back in the danger room for the last time yeah it'll you know and you get a little cut scene with some like panels which yeah. these were not as good looking as the others. Some no. of the some of the people's necks and stuff look really weird, like the craning in, like you can see Psylocke in one, I think. And, mm-hmm. But either way, they Professor X reveals that it was Magneto the whole time. They've solved the problem, but they need to go to Asteroid M to stop him. And what's cool is you then get to fly to Asteroid M in the Blackbird. Yeah, shows it shows it blast off up there, and you know, swoops by the moon and or asteroid M. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and you land here, and then you are in asteroid M, and this is another level where there are no many bosses, and are there any uh, switches you got to hit or anything? I think it's just uh, a straight on. There, this is the one. There's a bunch of switches that turn off traps, like weird beams or things okay. at certain points to get across. I know this is a level where you normally where you appear. You gotta go left, and and you gotta loop around. Unless you're Nightcrawler, you can skip a chunk of it by just teleporting through this wall right away. Yeah, and then straight to a giant elevator, which is what I did. Yeah, and then Agreed. there's a section I remember with the there's like a platform moving to the right that mm-hmm. goes behind the background sometimes, and you gotta keep the catch up with it. But really, this level isn't too bad. It's it's mostly just confusing, especially if you have to go the the long way. But I it's full of these uh, soldiers that are just shooting at you all the time. Yeah, tons of fun, man. I, I And the real hard part is that a lot of them are in really awkward places where it's almost impossible to hit them before you jump into their line of fire. Right. And so I took a note from the playthrough I saw, and I just burnt through all of my special X-Men to kill them before I, I would have to deal with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not a bad idea because I don't think They're, Magneto, they don't work on him, right? They don't. So you might as well burn him off now and hit that guy that's just above your jump height, you know, or that's just out of your reach that will shoot you when you get into his way. Yeah, may as well. Mostly this was a level full of cheating and uh, running away from enemies for me. Correct. Same here. And eventually you will come to Magneto himself, the boss, the final boss. He is in a big room. It's a pretty cool room. Big windows in the background. You can see the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
this is where he starts to fight you by hurling. The, the first he starts with the metal. Yeah, and this is where you want to be Nightcrawler for sure. Yeah, I mean, it can help. I use some Wolverine for a while too. Well, um, I started with the Nightcrawler because you can just phase, and then he'll throw those things right through you. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, if you keep moving, they're not too bad to okay. dodge, but... Well, after that, then he does like a power-up sequence where he pulls stuff in and then shoots it out at you. Yeah. And he has beams he can shoot, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, I, I think he's got a spread beam and a normal beam, or a multiple beam, sorry. Uh, you might have a window, you have a brief window before or after that, I believe. But most of the time, it seemed like he was just flying and following me around. Yes. You know, he's, he has a pink field around him that makes him invincible, mm -hmm. and you just have to avoid him. He's not really that tough to, to avoid, but... Then you get a, a brief window where he stops glowing. You can get a hit on, on him. And I, I tried to use Wolverine as, as much as I could till I ran out of mutant power because he does decent damage to him. Yeah. I think most of the other, at least normal moves, only do one bar. I'm, I'm not sure how many of the bosses have, like 16 probably? Something up there, yeah. So it can be a long, boring fight <laughs> if you're just wandering away from him, waiting for him to do something, anything, but then just trigger that, here I come with my field. Yeah, for me, this was just a very long slog of run, 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 run. Oh, shields down. Try to get one hit in before he does that one hand, that one beam at you again. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, you will defeat Magneto himself. And for this real. Is no simulation. You're darn right. You knock him down, and you get treated to quite a nice little cutscene. Well, a really long bit of dialogue, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. It is the most. It's so funny because it's very heavy-handed. Yeah, it's 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 both just like Magneto and Gen and Professor X giving generic mission statements for their you know their philosophies. Yeah, yeah, Magneto, I you know you're being naive and Homo Superior will take over the planet. Yeah, yeah, you've defeated me. Kill me. Kill me now. Right. And uh, Professor X responds with, "I will not kill you. You may change, and we can work together. The X Men will be a a shining light of example yeah, yeah. to the humans as to what we can be. Yes, yeah, so together." together and then you get a really nice splash page of the x-men together that's right it does have all the characters yeah and it looks really good and then a classic the end yeah all right this is the review portion of our show and of course we use the classic nintendo power review system that has four categories each category a possible score from zero to five starting with graphics and sound and I gave this a 3.0. I went with a 2.5. I thought the graphics and animations are just so good. And while the music isn't the best, it's not horrible. It's just the sound effects that really pull this score down. I I like the graphics. Uh, you know, as you said, the animation. And, and then the music kind of brings it down where I'm... It, it's not bad, no, but sometimes some parts of the music, like the sound effects, gets that shrill. Yeah, it is painful. It. It's, it's it's rough. So I, I feel like they evened out and they're all right. But luckily this is a, a short review, so you don't have to hear much of that music behind this. <laughs> and next up we have Play Control. I gave it a 2.0. Same here, yeah. Um... It's just got a very unsatisfying feel to most of your movement. Your jump's weird, and it's just yep. so different amongst all the different characters that I was never comfortable with what I was doing. I never knew wh where I could be and what I was going to do when I hit a button. Yeah, I, I the your slow attacks as well as weird hitboxes make 
the normal gameplay just not that fun and you end up with this weird thing where you don't your characters don't feel like they have any real momentum you're just two flat sprites bumping against each other at times you know yeah i definitely agree well nick next up we have challenge factor yeah i went with a 4.0 here same same here this is a tough game i said dang this game is hard uh it's harder than i remembered yeah if you if you got your life back, like truly got them back, like, you know, they give you those orbs, right? But apology, you know, that's just not as good as just not m- making a mistake to begin with. You yeah, know? I would, if there was more health in a level or lives, Yeah, then I could definitely understand this being, game being a little, little better. Or if you could switch all between all four people Whenever. unlimited, you Correct. know, like in TMNT. But you can't. And you have those four <laughs> lives and that's it. So this game is just a little too hard in my book. And finally, we have theme and fun. Which is kind of a bummer because I think this game does a lot for theming, but not yeah. a lot for fun. So yeah. what, did, what did you give it? I, I ended up with 2.0. I uh, give it a 2.5. And I think just the theming and the backgrounds and the levels is what pulled that up for me. Yeah. It, the characters, you know. Like, yeah. It really feels like you're in these different X-Men uh, worlds and, and areas. Yeah. And you can – all of this seems like a legitimate – like this could have been a, an, an issue, you know. Yeah, Magneto messed with the danger room. We got to fight our way out. Okay, hey, that's not bad. I've you know I've read worse. Yeah, so that's fine. But it's just the actual act of playing the game is just not that fun. No, the fact that you have to just blunder your way around these levels over and over again makes them just the opposite of fun. Which brings us to the final question of the the show, Nick. Should you play this game? No, no. Sadly, <laughs> I agree. I. There was a time I, I could say this was the best X-Men game, so maybe you would just try to beat it and have fun if you were in 1993, but mm-hmm. that day is not today. It is not. I say watch a playthrough because you're going to get all of the things you want out of this by seeing someone else bash their heads <laughs> through this game. Yeah, maybe the sequel is better. Well, who knows? One day, I think we will have to find out. Next week's game will be Mega Man 4 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So grab a copy of that game any way you can, find your controllers, friends, and play along. That's right, and if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll read it and internalize it. And maybe, you know, uh, sometimes you guys reach out and give us a list of games that we might not have gotten to them on air here. You know, uh, one of our Cartridge Commandos, Stefan, reached out, and he had a whole list of games, and I saw Star Tropics on there, recently picked it up, so that was fun, so, you know. Yeah, he's not the only one. We also got a list from uh, another friend on Facebook, so, you know, we, we if we don't respond right away, we, we try to, but we always put that list in our back pocket. It's nice to have that to look at when we're trying to decide what to do yeah. going forward. So we really appreciate it, guys. And, of course, on that Facebook, we are Cartridge Command. On the Twitter, we are Cart Command. Uh, sometimes I let you know when new shows drop, but the best way to know is just to subscribe because then you'll get it as soon as it comes out on Wednesday. Straight away. Usually. But, of course, it is those wonderful, fine, and amazing folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. They are the ones that make this show physically possible because I drive to another city to record this. <laughs> we host it on a website and we have to pay for all those things. But luckily, it doesn't come out of our pockets. You guys and gals make it happen. And for that, we are eternally grateful. So thank you all. Thank you so very much. Amen. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On!
games that while I might not be we, well, we might not be. Jeez, Louise. 